This is a podcast about our lived experience, which unfortunately includes infant death and subsequent mental health struggles. Please take good care of yourself and only listen if this content feels safe for you right now. We'll still be here when you're ready. The death of my son, moving three times in six months, my parents' divorce, my husband's job loss. I was, you know, 12 weeks postpartum, my then husband came out to me as transgender. And just a couple weeks later, um, our son suddenly died. Did we just spend 35 minutes saying exactly what Google said? Yes. Okay. Just wondering. <laughs> I have been brainstorming. Did you fall asleep last night? You came up with a list of things for today's podcast. And I have slept, which means I'm behind because I was sleeping and you were working. But don't worry, this morning when I brushed my teeth, I came up with a great list. Excellent. The only problem is it's in my brain. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, so today's episode, Judith and I are going to talk about things that you might gift to your grieving loved one. It's going to probably be a little bit of a rambly list. Okay. One thing to note is that my love language is gifts both giving and receiving. So this is something that I feel particularly being tuned to. Love it. So what you guys can hear from that is Judith is an expert and she's going to have great ideas. No, (laughs) the ideas I came up with brushing my teeth. Not that, but I do feel like when I do get a gift or give a gift, I do feel the love so strongly that it's like, uh, if you are the type of person that's trying to think of what to get for someone who is grieving and you're typically someone who puts a lot of effort in, it could be so overwhelming. I guess I'm just here to say that thank you for trying because yeah. it means a lot to the person on the other side. Oh, and I, by the way, every single time I'm going to edit, I'm like, we never even say what podcast this is. So today, everybody, this is as long as I'm living podcast hosted by me, Alina Quinn's mom and Judith Aiden's mom. And here we go. Here we go. <laughs> like the game. Okay. Okay. All right. So before we get into the list, I want to say up front that the best present is your presence. So that doesn't mean showing up at their house unannounced. Um, They may not want anyone to actually be there, but reminding them that you care, that you're there for them and that you will continue to be there for them for as long as they need you. That is for sure the best gift. So um, the, I have a couple of like non-physical gift related categories that I just want to run through super quick. So the first category is the show up category. So this is, you know, send them a text message, send them a text message with no expectation of a response. Let them know you're thinking about them. Send them a heart emoji. Note the hard days on your calendar text them on those days, birthdays, death anniversaries, the day they went into labor, the day their baby was gone longer than they were alive, Mother's or Father's Day, the less obvious holidays. I know I had a very hard time with 4th of July this year. So, you know, any of those days. Um, Ask if you can stop by to give them a hug, just a hug. We got a lot of like drive-by hugs because masked on our front porch during COVID times. Oh, and one other thing I'll say about it is if you're trying any of these things and they're declining, um, you can keep trying, you know, like they might just, if you offer to go on a walk with them and they say no, that might, that's probably just a no for today. And, and, and you can keep trying or you can try something different from that list. So, you know, all I can think right now is Alina has a list with subcategories. 
<laughs> I know you just said all these beautiful gems, but all I think to myself is she has a list with subcategories. They're probably numbered too. <laughs> That's a bulleted list. I don't want it on. Oh, the bulleted list. I came up with my list while spitting into the sink and you have a list with bullets and sub bullets. I had a lot of hours before you woke up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm listening. And then, you know, last on my show up list is to let them see you cry. Let them see that your loss has affected them. Do not make it about you. Um, but it is nice to feel like other people are, you know, feeling your loss and, and carrying the weight of your loss. Yeah. And I would say also, cause you know, Christmas is coming and holidays are coming. Like if somebody got, um, I've seen like these little chairs that they're like small little wooden chairs that just say like this seat is reserved for someone in heaven. It's like little, but if that was just in the room, like if someone took the time to think about that and acknowledge, if I'm going to their house, let's say I'm going to someone's house for Thanksgiving dinner, which I'm not, but let's say I was, and they were like, listen, Judith, we remember Aiden too. And we, and we're wishing that he was here too. You know, we put this little chair up for him. You know, we're saving a seat for him. And, that would just mean so much. That would be more than like a gift and concrete gift would mean in my, you know, for me, Yeah. just the, the knowledge that, that other people see that empty chair and I'm not the only one. Yeah, I completely agree. This might be something that is tailored to, um, to Judaism. So I'm not sure if this uh, pertains to everyone, but if this feels good to you, Lena, let me know. Mm-hmm. One of the things that a few people who are absolutely closest to me did once Aiden died is they started lighting a candle for him every Friday night. My friend Miriam and my sister both bought special little candle holders that are like Miriam's is a butterfly and my sister's is this blue little candle. And like every Friday night they light it and they remember Aiden. And that just means a lot. Number one, because they didn't ask for it, you know, mm-hmm. but they're saying, I remember him. I'm thinking about him. Um, when they light, you know, on, it's traditional for on Friday night, for women to light candles for all of their children. So, you know, Miriam has two sons herself and she lights for them. But when she lights for Aiden too, it's almost like saying he's, a, you know, piece of him is my baby also. And I'm remembering and, and loving him also. So I think that's also, it just always meant a lot to me. And then another thing that I've had people do um, that has meant a lot to me is I sent out thank you notes when before Aiden died. I sent out thank you notes for, not for the gifts I got when he died, but for the gifts I got when he was born. Mm-hmm. And the cards that I had have his picture on it. And so many people have told me that they keep his picture on their dresser or on the refrigerator, or they keep his picture around. And that just means a lot to me. So if you have a friend who has lost someone, whether it be a mother or father, whoever it is, and they're coming to your house and you have a picture of them around, like tell them, show them, be like, oh, you know, I keep this picture of your mom on my fridge because this is a happy memory I have of all of us together at a birthday party. And I think that'll mean a lot to the person too. I love that. And Alina, you said you're going to light a candle for Aiden this year too. Yeah. I'm going to light a candle for Aiden on his yurt site. Is that what it's called? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So that was, all the category of your presence is a present. Next, next so is titled too. <laughs> next, okay, I'm listening. Next category is the take care category. So number one on this list, food. Oh my God. 
send them a Grubhub gift card or, or DoorDash or Uber Eats. Well, actually, I was going to say the opposite because I was going to say a gift card is really overwhelming. Oh, I love <clears> and I really, str- I disagree. I don't love gift cards because I'll eat whatever you put in front of me. But if you make me choose something, like my brain can't decide. Which brings me to the story of one time when I got my nails done right after Aiden died and I couldn't decide on a color and I just bought a handful of colors to the nail tech (laughs) and she painted each toe a different color (laughs) because I just can't do it. So I would say for me, and I'm a different person than Alina, order the food and I'll eat whatever you put in front of me. And Alina says... Yeah, I I mean, I totally totally see that. And what I will say is we got a lot of uh, gift cards, food gift cards in the beginning that we did not use those for like two full months. So if you gave us one, know that it was eventually used. But as Judith said, the very, very, very beginning, it was too much to make that decision. But then later, once we were kind of coming out of the fog, it felt really nice to like, once we were able to order food that it was so nice to have that stock of gift cards ready for us. That was That's a very good point. So maybe, maybe what I'm saying is in the beginning, it was too much for me to order food, but now I do order yes. food. Um, and then also like uh, a grocery gift card or like ask them if while you're getting groceries, can you just stop and get them something? Do they need half and half? Do they need bread or ice cream? Um, and if they say no, you can try again next time. Have you ever said yes to that? Yes. Yep. Oh, I have. I've never said yes. Yep. You know, that reminds me that last week my friend asked if I would get tuna and I said no. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, can you do me a behavior? And I said no. I <laughs> but she survived (laughs) that is very nice and if people ask me what I need I will typically say no because I guess I don't know I can't think of one thing so here's here's an interesting thing that I think we should just call out people are different so you know your grieving person you know them hopefully um so there are some things on this that are you know on this list that we're going to talk about that are universal but if you are if you know that your friend is is an extreme introvert don't show up at their house and give them a hug. But I'm guessing, Judith, you would have loved if someone rang the doorbell and gave you a hug. <laughs> that was so nice. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? I was thinking, like, maybe instead of asking me what I want from the grocery store, I just, like, show up with things and I'll use them. Yeah. And Whatever that they are, I'll use them. That would be a nightmare for me if someone just showed up at my house with groceries. That's so interesting. Yeah. Well, my door is always open. Okay. Um, and then, you know, also with food, especially in the beginning, as we were saying, gift cards are a little bit harder. So, you know, drop off food for them, leave it on the front porch, drop off a shepherd's pie with two Guinnesses or enchiladas with two Coronas. Like that's such a cute little thing and such a sweet little care package. That's a great little gift that would be so appreciated. And I will also add to that, that um, in the, I think everyone does such a good job of showing up in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but I would say send food the week of their child or their parent or whoever they're agreeing their death and their birthday, because those are specifically difficult weeks. And again, if you ask, I, you know, it's very hard for me to say yes, but if you just say I'm sending it, it is on the way, I will always be so grateful for it. Yes. Yep. And I also would add to that, um, it means even more that you thought, that you knew I would be in a difficult place, and that you sent it because you knew that and you were remembering that. Um, okay. So next would be kind of like just keeping their life running. Um, 
help. So in the take care category, I have them here, take their dog to the dog park, scoop their cat's litter, clean their house, do their dishes, vacuum. Um, what I want to put a big, huge caveat on this, do not clean up any of their baby's stuff or any of their lo- lost loved ones things without asking them. So, but anything else in their house, feel free to clean. That is so funny because that would make me, I feel like we are doing a horrible job because everything you say you want, I say, I don't, I wouldn't want someone going through my laundry. <laughs> oh, my, okay. My mom's friend folded my laundry for me, like underwear and everything the week after Quinn died. That is so interesting. What an interesting thing. So you let someone come into your house and then they folded your laundry. Well, I had laundry out and then they just started doing it. And I, I had the thought, I was like, is this weird that they're looking at my underwear? And then I was like, I don't feel like doing it. (laughs) That is so interesting. Okay. I would agree, though, with the taking the dog and the walk or scooping the litter, because one of the things that I found is that taking care of our dog is so hard when we're having a hard time. It is literally impossible for me to give her a walk. Or another gift idea is um, to get their pet like a, a, a Rover gift card, because that I would use, like someone who could just come. If you can't do it, you know, send a gift card for someone who can they can use for whenever they need it and they have a bad day. Someone can come pick up the dog and take it for a walk. That's a good idea. Okay. Um, so interesting. We're such different people. I know we are such different people. My very good friend who has had bouts of severe depression herself, when I moved into my current apartment alone, so this was going to be the first time I was living alone as an adult and also obviously the first time I was living alone as a grieving person, she came over and she dropped off for me. I think she called it a depression kit. So it was a little box. And she said, this is something for you to keep in your nightstand. Um, it had like a mini deodorant. It had like, um, fruit snacks. It had gum for, if I didn't feel like I could brush my teeth, it had a journal, it had pens. Um, it was just the sweetest little kit to be able to take care of myself if I really was having a day or a couple hours that I couldn't get out of bed. And it it was so appreciated. That is a really, really thoughtful gift. And I remember when you told me that I was thinking about how helpful it would be because sometimes I don't want to wash my face. And if I just had like a face wipe by my bed or yes, it had face wipes, face wipes. Yes. hundred percent. That is like a little deodorant. Like sometimes that would be really, really helpful. And that reminds me of something that's more practical, but um, it's more practical, but I actually think it's really helpful. Like things like household items, like toilet paper and foil and plastic bags. For some reason, I just couldn't get toilet paper for so long and we were constantly running out of toilet paper. And it's just, it probably would feel so silly to show up with someone's house, like with a Costco size toilet paper, but (laughs) they will thank you. (laughs) They will thank you. They'll use it. We still poop, guys. Yes, yes. And like garbage bags, just like those extra things that I, I forget that we need, but we do. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then next, I, I, this one's a little bit tricky, but if you are someone who's very close to the person, I would definitely offer to call their insurance if they need to, offer to do other administrative tasks like paying their bills. I know my aunt um, really helped me a lot with applying for leave from the state in those early days. Um, and, and that, that kind of stuff is just so hard to keep on top of. So if you are, I wouldn't recommend this for like, you know, just a random friend, but like, if you are that person's 
really good friend. That is a great idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. And even now, even now for, we need to collect Aiden's like pediatrician records and my like neo, all these neonatal records, like all these paperwork for whatever reason. And I cannot bring myself to do it. I don't want to do it. But if someone could do that for me, that would be so helpful. Yes. I, just, I, I can't, how am I going to call the pediatrician and ask for my dead son's records? Like I can't do that. Or another thing, we always get those coupons for the formula. Like if someone could call Pampers and tell them to stop sending me shit yes. or Enfamil and tell them to stop sending me these flyers, that would be really helpful. One thing my aunt did, I remember when she came down, as I told her, I was like, I can't go on the internet because there's so many ads. And then she went searching for all sorts of random stuff. So my ads would look different because before he died, I'd been looking for bouncy things or whatever, you know, pacifiers. <laughs> and then she came down and I was like, I can't look at my computer. And she started looking for plants and furniture and antiques and all of a sudden my ads look different and that was such a small thing but it made such a difference that is such a sweet thing and that's something that no one would think of to do but that's a really sweet that's a very helpful thing yeah um and then the last thing in my take care list is again this will be for someone if you're very close to the bereaved person to look up support groups for them or help them find a therapist so those things support groups and therapy are so so helpful, but it's so hard to get your act together, to get yourself into them in those early yeah. days. So, you know, in Massachusetts here, I have empty arms. We also have a Vermont chapter of empty arms in Burlington. I know nationally there's like RTZ hope and compassionate friends are, are some support groups for people who have lost um, children. Um, but yeah, researching that for them. Um, yeah. All right. So now that we have all of the, you know, show up and take care items covered, we're going to talk about some physical objects that your grieving loved one may appreciate receiving. So these are things you can send in a care package or wrap and gift for a holiday. But first, I do want to encourage you to do some introspection before jumping straight to a physical gift, because if your loved one is very newly bereaved, they are likely having a hard time just like having their eyes open, feeding themselves, showering regularly, like remembering to pay their bills. So think about whether you're giving them a physical gift because it actually makes sense for their situation or whether you're doing it out of like a holiday obligation or because you're trying to cheer them up because your gift will not bring them any cheer. It just won't. Um, So as long as you're clear on your intention with the gift, I think any of the things we're about to talk about are great options that will be used and appreciated, but just you know, always come back to your love and care being the best present of all. You go first. Oh, from my brain list. Okay. So one of the things that um, friends did for me, which I thought was just above and beyond is they made an album of all my pictures of Aiden, like a wedding album style. It's like big and heavy and beautiful. And I love it. I love that I can put it on my coffee table if I had a coffee table um I love that I have something to touch and hold I love that every picture I have of him is included in there I just really love it and I think the the person even though I don't always look at it because it's sometimes painful for me um I think anybody who's lost someone would appreciate another um another physical memento um another thing that that I got, which was so thoughtful, was an Airbnb gift card. Mm. And I think for Alina, this might not be so helpful, but no. for me, no. 
But for me, uh, it was the best gift because I went, you know, it meant that I, my husband and I were able to go away without worrying about the money, which was really relief because grief is really expensive. And that money that we got with the Airbnb gift card could be used, you know, instead towards therapy. So that was really great. Um, I got a few gifts of like necklaces and jewelry with my son's name on it. I wear them all the time. Like when I say all the time, I mean, every day I'm wearing something with his name on it. No, you're, wearing, you're wearing it right now. I see. Yeah, you. I'm wearing one of them right now. I wear a necklace or a bracelet with his name on it every day. Remember, I got, I got Chloe a gift for Quinn's birthday. That's right. I got her a necklace and apparently she really enjoyed it. She appreciated it so much. So I think if I get that some people are picky, but for me, just having something to touch with his name on it, just, it, it means a lot to me. Okay. Another thing that was on my list, um, and this is kind of a little bit different, but this is beyond, you know, those first year or six months, but it means so much to me if somebody else did something for Aiden's birthday to celebrate his birthday, not for me, not to take care of me, but to remember him. So if somebody, you know, sent me um, an email that they made a donation to a charity in his name for his birthday, I feel like as a parent, one of the biggest fears that we have is that our child is going to be forgotten. Yes. And to know that you are remembering them and that you are continuing to act differently and bring more light and love into this world means that it's a little bit less of a burden on me. And as far as I'm concerned, that is the greatest gift that one can give. Just the knowledge that they are remembered and loved and celebrated. Is that on your list? I have that on my list as well. I wrote donate on their behalf to a meaningful charity. I loved it that people gave, when when Aiden died at his um, funeral, I spoke about how I wanted people to do kind acts in his uh, memory anything. And my friends actually assembled a list of all the acts that people had done. And it was like random stuff. Like people, you know, one person supported a a village in Ethiopia with dinner one day. And like, I loved that. I thought that was so great. Like, and someone else, um, you know, he has a lot of trees planted for him in Israel somewhere. And someone else, you know, donated to their local school. To me, it doesn't matter. It's more about the act that you are remembering him and the world is going to be a little teeny bit better because he lived in it. Is that yeah. how you feel? Uh, yeah. A specific, so a specific example of this is my high school class, not everybody, but my, my really good friend, Gabby, she got um, a huge group of people from my high school class together and they all um, collected a bunch of money and they sponsored a dance class for toddlers at my hometown library in Quinn's name. I think that's really cute. Yeah. In Quinn's name, which is just, I mean, so that gift meant so much to me because I mean, you guys won't know this, but now I'll tell you, I love to dance. One of the things that I was looking forward to the most with Quinn was having little dance parties with him. And I used to swing him around and dance into music. Like it, the fact that it was a dance class specifically was, was very meaningful to me. Um, a couple, they also uh, sponsored some books at the library and someone else um, also sponsored some books at that library. So they have like a little nameplate with his little name in it in my hometown library, which meant a lot. But yeah, like Judith said, like little stuff, little, little, whatever is meaningful to you. Um, okay. So first thing on my list is a card or a letter. Um I, I got so many, so many cards and letters after Quinn died. And 
I mean, all of them were appreciated. Every single one was appreciated, but a couple of them really went above and beyond. I had people who I didn't even really know that well, who wrote me really just really sweet um, letters. I had people from high school send me old pictures of us. And for some reason, the things that felt really good, like I felt like I lost my identity when Quinn died and it felt so good to have people from all areas of my life, like kind of come together in this way and, and send me words of encouragement and, and help me remember that I'm still a human being who is loved. That was, that was really helpful for me. Yeah. I also got cards. And one of the things that I saw time and time again is that I got cards and letters from people who had experienced loss themselves that were maybe my mom's generation yes, or a little older that I had no idea. And they said, such kind words, but also just letting me know that they had been there. People that I'm not, you know, I don't ever talk to, but they just want to let me know that they were in this club, you know, of loss. There is a brand of cards called M and Friends. And she, I think her name is like Emily or Emma. She had cancer and she just found that so many of her friends like didn't know what to say. So they said nothing and they didn't know, you know, how that they could show that they cared. So she started a line of cards that are so funny and are so witty and just so good at seeing people in pain. So if you're looking for a brand of card, if you don't know what to send and you don't want to send like another sympathy card, look up M and friends and send any of those cards because they're all good. Awesome. All right. Here's my, these, these next two things I'm going to say, buy these for your grieving friends. One, pajamas, new pajamas. Yeah. Oh my God. Pajamas. They are going to spend, yeah, they are going to spend their entire life for the next however long, months, years in loungewear. I personally highly recommend Target has a like perfectly cozy pajama set. They come in like joggers and shorts and like, you know, a jumpsuit, but whatever. Oh my God. Buy your new, buy your grieving friends or family member. Pajamas. I agree. Yeah. hundred percent. And then my next, like require, if you're sending a care package to your grieving friend and you don't include this, I'm confused. A candle. Oh my gosh. Send them a candle. I got so many candles after Quinn died and I lit and used up every single one of them. I have a specific candle that I really like. It's a PF candle company. Um, they have like a teak wood and tobacco scent and a sandalwood rose scent that I really love. But I mean, I got so many different candles and I love every single one of them. I loved liking them. I remember who got me each one and I appreciate it so much. Yes. Pajamas and candles are lovely. I got lotion. Lovely. My sister just sent me um, like smelly soaps. Lovely. Uh-huh. Lovely. Um, all those things that just make you feel cozy and warm at home. I think the key word there that you just said, you just nailed it. Cozy. cozy. They are going to, they are going to be lying in bed. They're going to be uh, sleeping half the day. Like anything you can do to make their life feel cozier, like blankets, new blankets. Somebody got us new blankets, um, after Quinn died and like just a nice, soft, snuggy, warm blanket. Like you said, a robe, like anything that's going to make them feel cozy, slipper socks or new slippers, like all of that stuff is not going to go unappreciated. They will love it. That is a very good idea. And that's for something like I think a year, two, three, four years after, because they're still probably going to have nights at home. Yeah, that's true. All right. And then my next, my next one is um, somebody sent me after Quinn died a paint by numbers and I, I didn't use it right away, but once I was kind of coming back alive a little bit more, maybe it was like two months out, I did it and I loved it. And just you know, the way that 
the way that Judith, you described in an earlier episode, how much you love watercoloring because it, there you go. I have a paint by numbers. I was showing you my paint by numbers. Oh, oh, oh my God. I love it. That's way, that's much more intense than mine. Although it I looks like- better. It looks better in this than it does in real life, but okay. <laughs> um, but I loved it because it gave me something to do. It gave me something to do that kept my brain occupied and it wasn't complicated. Like it was just, yes. it took a long time, but it was simple. Um, and then like, you know, coloring books, any other like little art supplies. Like I know that's a little bit of a tricky thing. Um, a tricky thing for, especially like, I'm not someone who's particularly artistic, but like uh, someone got me colored pencils and, and, you know, paper. And I, I loved that gift. I, I use them all the time. Um, a journal maybe, um, stuff like that, that lets them have a little bit of a place to kind of dump some of their thoughts and feelings. I would also add like personal grooming. Oh, um, yes. Yes. How, how long have I been complaining about my toenails? And this is an honest question. Probably for what, 10 days now, I've been complaining that I need my toenails to be painted, but I, I was going to say, out. I was going to say two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. I cannot figure out how to get from up here to down to my toenails. Up and here, like, meaning up the- here, meaning your brain where you realize you my need brain, to paint toenails. Exactly. To my toes where I can actually like remove the paint and put the new paint on. I can't do it. I, I don't know why. I'm just really struggling. And every day I complain to Lena and every day she says, just go pay the money and get them done every day. And yet they are not done. Okay. <laughs> Judith, me crazy. Judith's family and friends, somebody sent her a gift card <laughs> to get her nails painted because she's <laughs> driving me crazy. <laughs> I do have on my list spa gift card. So another thing that um, my high school friends banded together and they, they did the dance class in the library, which I love so much. And then they also gave me a very hefty gift card to a local fancy spa. And that was so appreciated. I wasn't able to do it right away because, um, in the beginning, right after Quinn died, my, I had a lot of engorgement, clogged ducts and all of this stuff from trying to dry out my breast milk. That was really horrifically sad, but, um, I was able to go and get a massage after that you know, those initial weeks were over and that was all resolved. And then I also went again the week of his birthday. So I was able to get two 90 minute massages with this gift card and it helped. It was so nice. And it was a really nice spot too. So like, it really felt very luxurious. Like I was really being taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of when, um, right after my parents had their um, initial separation when my husband sent me the spa also, and he didn't let me do anything for it. I think at the end of the day, it's just that my brain is tired. And so anytime someone can do take care of a daily task or take care of me without me having to be the one to do it, yes, that is the key. So when you're thinking about how to take care of your grieving loved ones, just think, what are things that you need to do on the daily, on the weekly, that just make you feel a little bit better? And then what can you do to take that off the plate for them? Exactly. Yes, completely. That's it. That's it. That's the answer. <laughs> the answer. That's the answer. That's Anything the answer. that you do to take care of yourself. How do you feel about um, books as gifts? Ooh, excellent question. So I know I got plan B. Oh, no, option, option B. Option B. <laughs> <laughs> I got option B. <laughs> we're laughing you guys because we record in one of our earlier episodes there was an entire chunk of of recording that I had to delete because Judith kept calling option B plan B 
I'm gonna be. Uh, I don't know why that always screws up in my brain, but I got a couple of copies of Option B, and then a couple other grief books. And um, how do you feel about that as a gift? All the best books, they're probably gonna get multiple copies of, and and that's okay if you're okay with accidentally getting them a, a second or third copy of plan B or it's okay that you're not option okay. B option B oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl come on okay um I I personally I got some books um I I also bought myself a lot of books I do have some specific books that I'll recommend maybe I can take a quick second and find my little list and read those out. Put them, put them in the notes because yeah, great if idea. you're on a walk, you'll yeah. be able to like write them down. I, I will definitely, all the stuff, by the way, that we're talking about in this episode, I do plan to link in the notes of, of this episode so that you can look at it later. Another book that I would say is not a grief book, but Alina recommended to me that was life-changing is that book by Glennon Doyle. Same with it, Untamed. Untamed yes. was the best book I read for grief, especially because it had nothing to do with grief but it was so good. And I would say that that's a good book for anyone at any stage of their grief journey because they'll just find it really empowering. Yep. So um, yeah, so Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Love that. That's very good about like feeling your feelings and coming into your own as a, as a, as a broken person. Broken meaning, you know, not what society deems whole, but you are obviously every person is, is their own unique special being. Yeah. All right. So our official book recommendations for you. If you have someone going through a hard time, not necessarily a loss, but struggling, we recommend Untamed by Glennon Doyle. If you have someone that you love who is grieving the loss of a loved one, we're going to recommend It's Okay That You're Not Okay by Megan Devine. Please, for the love of all that is holy, read that book. It's so good. And then also she has a companion journal called um, How to Carry What Can't Be Fixed. Both of those are excellent for grievers. And then if you are buying a gift for someone who has lost a child specifically, I'm going to recommend the book called You Are Not Alone, Love Letters from Lost Mom to Lost Mom by Emily Long. Um, I really, I loved it. It's just letters from individual lost moms. I would read one or two at a time and I felt very validated and seen. Um, I, I, I liked it a lot. So those are my recommendations. Those are my recommendations. I have nothing original. I did like, I did like option B. I did like it. I thought it was good. I think it really, I read it the weekend after Aiden died. So I read it right away. And even in that very early, early stage, first of all, I could read it, which was pretty impressive. But also um, I did find it helpful. So that was a good, that was a really good, um, good book for me. I think that is everything that was in my brain list. Was that everything that was in your paper list? Let me scroll and make, and make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah. That's everything, you guys. We did it. Good episode. We did it. I feel like this is actually tighter than normal. Like, I think I have less editing to do on this one than I normally do. Probably because we had an outline, which was your list. But do you think that those, that any of those ideas are original or are those all the ideas that are on Google? Like, part of me is curious. What does Google say you should send? I don't know. Should we look it up just now? Let's just see what Google sees because I want to know if we said anything unique. What to send to a grieving family. 31 meaningful condolence gifts for grieving friends. Okay, traditional gifts, gift baskets of food, food, flowers, succulents, more flowers. Um, oh, 
cleaning gift card. That's an amazing idea. That's a great idea. Professional That's a cleaners. Great idea. Um, seamless gift card. We did that. Um, and the self care gifts. It says five minute journal, rollerball pen, really nice pens. Yeah, gift cards to spa. We ha- we covered that. Um, bath salts. That's a great idea. Like, again, anything that's like cozy. Like, I love that idea of bath salts. Basically, did we just spend 35 minutes saying exactly what Google said? Yes. Okay. Just wondering. (laughs) (laughs) This is literally. (laughs) And we thought we were so smart. You came up with a bulleted list and all you could have done is just Googled it and they did the list for you. Okay. Here is proof though, you guys individually in my own mind, I came up with this list and Google is corroborating it. So take that to mean that, you know, we're right. Listen to us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, here's a great idea. So I actually bought this for myself. I, I would ask the person before you do this, but, um, I bought a memory box to keep all of Quinn's things in a really nice one from Etsy. And that's something that if, if you know, they don't have one yet, you might help them pick pick out a really special engraved box for them to keep things in. That's a nice, a nice idea. I just thought of something, which is um, there's a company called Molly's Bears, I think is what it's called. And um, they make weighted teddy bears that are the weight of your child that you lost. So I know that they are, are, you know, loved by people who had a stillbirth or, um, you know, who lost an infant. So that's an option for something to get them. I do think they have a long waiting list. All these bears are free. That's why there's a long waiting list. But if, if someone was looking for a gift, they wanted to cut down that wait time. You can go on Etsy and buy a weighted teddy bear and they will put their baby's name on it and whatnot. Yeah. So that's a that's really a sweet idea. idea also. Yeah. Okay. So I think we did it. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of one more idea. <laughs> That on Etsy, one of the things I saw is that you can get, let's say the person who passed was a baby or also, um, you know, a parent, you can get a teddy bear or you can get a, a memento um, with their clothing. Like you can send, you can send clothing to someone and they will make a gift for you out of their shirt that you could hold. I know that when my grandma passed away, I took some of her scarves and um, there's a, I could link her name, a a woman who helps do these things on Etsy and she made my grandmother's scarves into purses like into clutches and they're so beautiful and it just means a lot and I with Aiden's stuff I don't think I'm ready to cut it in any way but certainly with like my grandmother's stuff I love having a way to hold her with me I love that okay Wow. So we just gave you guys a bajillion ideas. If you have any questions um, about any of these and you're trying to buy a gift for your person who's grieving, like send us a note on Instagram or, or an email. We would love to help you pick something out, I think. I mean, if we have the bandwidth, but that sounds like a really nice way for me to give back. So if you're confused about what to buy for your grieving friend, shoot us a note. If someone has ideas or they like something, comment. If there's something that you got that we didn't get, that would be a good gift. You know, you know what? Why don't we put one of those comment boxes on our stories? And if anybody has an idea that we didn't oh, cover, they can put it in. And then we- yeah. Do you have any idea how to do that? I think I could figure it out. We'll figure it out. Gift guide for okay. readers. Excellent job. Okay, guys. Well, we hope you have a good weekend and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. See you next week. See you next week. To all of our wonderful new friends, we want to hear from you. Email us at aslongasimlivingpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at aslongasimlivingpodcast. We'll get back to you as soon as our grieving brains allow. Yay!